Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, this is Suros Minahan, Top Cosmos founder of Leading Edge Conversations, Awakening Your Authentic Self to Empower Your Soul Growth. And today is September 18th. And our subject with Planet Buzz is going to rotate around Mercury retrograde. It's a time of reseeding destiny. There's a lot of calls to it, a lot of energies happening, and this panel is going to is stellar. And it's going to really contribute a lot of good thought for us to think about, because what is a retrograde except a time to review? Check it all out again. And in fact, it's not just Mercury on this little path, but all the planets, just about, except for the other two personals, which are Venus and Mars, the cosmic lovers. They've got their story. It's not necessarily in the same uh, connected as we would think. I mean, just playing off that idea of energies that like to, to assert and receive, which they do, but it has a relationship. And with Mercury in Libra, that is a relationship. So just trying to kind of give an overview a little bit. And of course, we'll check all this out later in the conversation as it goes, because it is a conversation and we ping pong each other and bring up ideas. But it occurred just a few days ago, and depending just where you are on the 9th or 10th, because it was very close back east, because we're a big nation, we have three time zones, where it started just before midnight. So meaning over on the West Coast, and I'm not even on the coast, I'm over here in Hawaii, so it's like a big time zone difference. But the energies progress because our world spins. A lot of things, astronomy, astrology. And I might be jumping in that, but it is metro, metrograde. It's retrograde. Mercury. That's a new word, metrograde. Okay, we won't go there. I think my notes, that is fine. We have, well, now we're ready for Planet Buzz. Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. And I'm Dr. Laura Tutt. I work as a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer with students and clients around the world. As a counselor, writer, and educator, I love helping people recognize their inner strength, take advantage of auspicious moments, and navigate times of challenge with greater ease. On my own podcast, Mythic Sky Storytime, I discuss astrology, mythology, and actualizing our full potential. Holding a PhD in human science, my doctoral thesis titled Guided by Celestial Light in a World of Artificial Illumination explores the lived experience of contemporary Western astrologers. 
In addition to my astrological work, I have a course in personal mythology that explores the stories we carry from our ancestors and the impact those narratives have on our lives. And as the ancient hermetic code reveals, as below, so above, as above, so below. Yes, and we have a very special guest joining us because we love this. And so I will introduce Nicholas Polonakos. Hi, Nicholas, and I'll pardon while I read your wonderful bio. Astrology and magic born from a deep, rebellious fire. Nicholas offers 20 years of professional experience in astrology readings, consultations, where there's no wrong questions or answers. Right up my, oh, not about answers, but judgment. (laughs) Right up my alley, I was going to say. And he creates a comfortable, secure space for a client's evolution, working together to transcend limitations. He's a coach, speaker, writer, humorist, a catalyst, and shares on his website, Sparkles of Gold, astrological views, and about the current transits forecast, book reviews, and thoughts on the occult. And he has a YouTube channel, Sparkles of Gold Astrology. And I've tried to put the links in. You can find all of this for both Dr. Tad and Nicholas on the website for Talk Cosmos under guests. And it's the fifth season now that we're finishing up. But there's more. Nicholas assisted. This was a huge energy back um, 2020, converting Northwest Astrological Conference, fondly known as NORWAC, to an online model. And it was during COVID 2020. He's passionate about supporting independent bookstores, local art and music, an avid supporter of uh, libraries. I have a collector of library cards, <laughs> especially the Seattle Public Library. And Nicholas has worked at bookstores at astrological conferences for over a decade. And he also has a podcast. So thank you very much. (laughs) Hello. Thanks for having me on the show, Sue. Hi, Laura. How are you? I get spoiled with the recording announcements, but I'm trying (laughs) not to trip. It's, It's always exciting, though, to feed in. So good. Here we are about this event of that we're experiencing right i know i'm experiencing daily a retrograde any thoughts go ahead (laughs) i mean i think it's always interesting to there's the collective experience of it but also knowing where it lands in our own chart because it's like yeah this has been a particularly wonky one but it's only showing up for me in my work where it's really impacting things and that's where it retrograded is in my 10th house and that's it's like interpersonal stuff that's fine that communication's going well technology Mm. when it comes to work it's been driving me crazy well i'm born with it retro sorry nicholas i was just going to say something i think i was born with it retrograde and i have discovered that all retrogrades impact me tremendously but then mercury in gemini rules my chart retrograde so there you go you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah, I, I I find retrogrades interesting. I've had to learn how to use them. In my case, um, I actually look forward to them uh, because I get things done. 
And a lot of the times it's just things that I have started or something, let's say I collaborated on or some sort of project that I didn't finish um, and things come back. And it's usually the time where um, I finish it. Um, I actually sell things <laughs> during retrogrades uh, too. Um, I have I have my interesting relationship with Mercury retrograde. And just for those listening and watching, you know, I, I have Mercury and Gemini. Uh, so, you know, I'm a very mercurial person, so they just affect me in general. It seems like everyone here is. <laughs> we all have mercury. Yeah. yeah. Yours, yeah. Laura, is in Virgo. 20... Oh, no, no. Feeling... Mine's in Gemini, in the 26th oh, Gemini. Gosh, I'm feeling so good. I love this. I have never been with three people that consciously. It's all about consciousness, right? <laughs> this is really great because I've been having and I hope I didn't stop you, Nicholas, from following mm, no, through. On, okay, good. Go because I have had some trouble with one-to-one um, -one relationships because I've got a moon in Libra. Hello. You know, it's like it's going to bound to be as I grow. It changes. And um, and I was relating relating to my experiences with Libra people because, again, this is in Libra, which has used to be a go-to relationship to me growing up. But now I'm, I was scanning, which I do, the whole horoscope. And I'm going, I really like Gemini. <laughs> Somehow through thick and thin, we managed to kind of just juggle enough that it can connect. So thank you very much. I'm glad you you found yourself liking Gemini now because um, it would have been weird being on this show if that wasn't the case. <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's very true. No, but I'm mean, yeah. really liking. I I do that. I scan a lot. Going anyway. I, all the signs are marvelous. I have no, but I am grateful. This is exciting. Yeah, well, well and it's interesting. Even just like I did looked a little bit just in. This next week in particular is going to be really interesting with the retrograde because there's sort of a succession of events that happen. So the retrograde Mercury conjuncts the sun on the 23rd and then hours later it gets it retrogrades into Virgo. But it does that they are conjunct like at zero degrees, 14 minutes um, Libra. And so that will be on the 23rd. So it'll be interesting to see how that amplifies or how that colors that retrograde when the sun comes in to sort of, I don't know, almost like shine a spotlight on it more or how that in terms of in relationship and the, the focus around the communication and, and that Libra energy of the other and how are we receptive or directive or not, or lack the lack of that reciprocity of, of mm -hmm. that, you know, Libra in its healthiest expression being that receptive directive energy and that being part of, Perhaps like you were saying, Nicholas, in terms of like the gift of retrogrades is that ability to go back over. So what in our relationships, in our values, whether it's professional right? relationship or yeah, interpersonal values. relationships that are needing to review, have that review that the Mercury is asking of us, right? Mm -hmm. And that then that spotlight with the sun sort of saying, okay, right. How are you going to personally own that as opposed to just project that into other people, which Libra loves to do um, that, that owning that more um, as with the sun sort of amplifying and what's our role in the, in that dyadic communication. Accountability. Right. Well, um, I think, I think it's interesting too, you know, for, for those who might not be, 
go as, as in depth in astrology, but if you if Mercury retrograde is probably the most famous part of the astrology world that everyone talks about, even if they don't know astrology, you know, and, and it has a stigma to it that things are going bad or things are things we're going to the wheels are going to fall off the car. And sometimes it does happen. But I, I think here what you bring up uh, with this week when Mercury is conjunct the sun there and it's right before that happens, we have the equinox. We go into the Libra birthdays. Oh, yeah. um, and then then we have Mercury moving backwards to conjunct the sun, which is, means together with the sun. And in the Mercury retrograde process, on average, it's going to happen three times a year, uh, three weeks. But it, it's the mid point of the three-week retrograde. And when Mercury touches the sun that way, out of any place in that period of three weeks that you might find the most clarity, uh, uh, the most preciseness of things is when Mercury is touching the sun that way. So if we're talking about the Libra story and it's zero degrees Libra where this happens is a major focal point, you know, you're dealing with clarity of, of views in a sense with you know how you view the world how you're relating to the world and if you were to bring in another like a person another human being and let's say you're in a current story right now where where there's been some negotiation going on during this retrograde and and uh, uh this is what i believe in this is what i have to say the other saying the same thing are you connecting are you not connecting has it been difficult well when we come upon this day here uh when mercury's close to the sun this is where we can find clarity not only that, not only do we can we find clarity, this is where in the, the next part of the retrograde cycle and even moving forward, you can apply that clarity into your world, into your ideas, thoughts, and opinions, Mercury, uh, yeah. with yourself and with other people. So um, that's some thoughts. I love there. this. I love it again because Mercury is a communicator and it's communicating to herself this story and the clarity. And I'm thinking right ahead of it, we need to know what Venus is talking about. It's really like the gods talking to each other, Mercury talking to Venus and then going to Jupiter because they're all air and fire and they're all in this retrograde. Well, not all Venus isn't, but yet they're in order. What I'm getting at is before the Venus star point, which is the next conversation that we're having when we come back in if, if, for planet buzz and that's going to be a whole new cycle. And finding these values within ourselves, how we, through our relationships, and then I'm thinking about our belief systems with Jupiter that's in this retrograde, which really parallels beautifully, Nicholas, with your idea of like reframing, regrouping, reigniting, especially as it's in Aries. But there, there's this not just a fence, but like an, a, a, a flow of an edge that's washing between one and the other. That's really, if with awareness, giving us great, I love the idea of clarity because Mars is all about motion. And in Gemini, it's got lots of directions to go. And Jupiter will be returning to Aries. And it, it's complex. So this is good. Yeah, I, I I think it's important to remember too um, that uh, that the things don't last forever in astrology. <laughs> things are always moving at different speeds, and I I think here, especially with um, uh, with verbal content and 
and not only just the, the verbal content, but the things that Mercury rules, how things get from point A to point B, uh, uh, signals getting, uh, how signals move and them getting crossed, um, even contractual obligations, certain types of things where there's a written word, there's a signing, there's a, there's a, I, you say yes to something, you know, just want to remind everybody that, that sometimes when you say yes to something or you're agreeing to something or you're sending off a package or you're sending the email that during a retrograde, it might not go all the way through. And it's important to remember that to think about this as a lab experiment and to try not to get connected so emotionally to things that do not flow from point A to point B and that there's reasons behind this. And if you can somehow step away and take your time and, and, and see possibly what those reasons are, it's to your advantage. Um, I, I just, I'm harping on this a little bit because oh, of, um, of the stigma that Mercury, yeah. Mercury retrograde gets. So Yeah, no, I think that that's because there is a lot of fear in the sort of mundane aspect of that. And the people, it's like a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, right? People hear, oh, Mercury's retrograde. Oh, you're not supposed to sign contracts. Okay, well, then I can't do that. And like, well, you live in modern times. That's often unavoidable. Like if your job is starting, you have to sign your contract. You can't be like, well, can I sign it in a month? <laughs> you know, like, Rarely do you have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing that like, if there is some, I often recommend to clients, it's like, well, maybe there can be a clause of like, you get to renegotiate. So you get a little buffer of like, to yeah. help out with the fact that, yeah, maybe something does go sideways, but you've cushioned it to some degree. Or knowing that when stuff, there is miscommunication that you're like, you were saying, Nicholas, that there's a reason for it. Okay, let's regroup. Let's rethink about this, which is all about any retrograde is sort of like you put the prefix re in front of whatever the archetype is, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Mercury, you rethink, you re-talk, you re-speak. Mars, we're going to have to react. It's both reactionary and react. Um, and so it is can be that opportunity. It's like, oh, you said something you didn't mean to three weeks ago. You get to say it again. Isn't mm -hmm. You get this opportunity to fix it where maybe if you had said it two months ago, you it would have been harder to get that opportunity as opposed to something that took place during the shadow period and then in the retrograde where you can, you, I mean, that's why it's an awesome time to edit. Anybody who's a writer, right? It's like Mercury retrograde is an awesome time to edit because that's what it's asking of us and using the energy and doesn't mean you can't other times, but using the energy when it's in our favor, when the gods are conspiring yeah. in our favor, you know, then it, amplifies our ability to do it successfully. Yeah, I think really understanding that Mercury is liminal. It lives in the sh between the dusk and the dawn. It only comes out into visibility for part of its relationship with the, our world. And Hermes, the god of Mer Mercury, okay, Hermes was Greek and Mercury is what they call now the planet, which is the same god for people's pick you know to, to follow through with that but Hermes is a cycle pump and it can travel between the unseen the death of things the endings and bring it to light into matter you know the twins were Castor and Pollux one was mortal and mortal the theory this goes through as a theme for us to realize that not everything is so linear I mean it is this idea of 
we, we're, we're in such a materialistic world coming out of all that earth for 200 years with the great Jupiter and Saturn. And now we're in the air energy. And the first year is really chaotic always because earth is going, well, it could go on and on. But um, let's see a chart. Nathan, can we see a chart up here? Okay, very good. Thank you much. And here we have the great event. So it shows here 26th, 27th at, I think you can, for those, not everybody is seeing this. There's some people that are on podcasts, but, I'll, and this is from the East Coast. So there's so many relationships. That's the thing. Mercury and Mars and Venus, all our inner planets are really connecting. They want to tell us things to f make these big ideas of, uh, and I love the idea of the clarity of, 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 of belief systems and restructuring because we've got that square in the background all the time between the Titans, uh, Saturn and Uranus that will that not perfect, but the first part of first 12 days of October are going to be very tight at the same degree, not exact minutes, but degree of 18. Um, you know, for those who are listening, just just because the chart that Sue has up here on the screen is actually September 9th, 2022. It, it's it's the day that Mercury stationed to go retrograde, as they call it, and, and Mercury's at eight degrees Libra. Um, I find it interesting here because in this chart, directly opposite is Jupiter five degrees. It just so happens while we're recording this here that we have an exact opposition between Jupiter and Mercury that's happening today. It's, it's a, there's three of them have happened. There's one's already happened. We're at the second chapter and it's going to happen again when, when Mercury starts to move forward and part of the retrograde to meet up with this Jupiter opposition. So for, for those listening, that's the chart uh, that's up on the screen. And, uh, and when Sue, you mentioned belief systems, um, you're yeah. obviously yeah. talking about Jupiter. So, um, but I think that's oh, something yeah. we were, it's important to talk about here because whether it's in these personal negotiations we have in our life with ourselves or with the rest of the world, you know, how do you, how does one use an opposition when two planets are 180 degrees from each other? Because sometimes energies could be on one part of the opposition, like the, the Mercury side, or then there's the other side, like the Jupiter, and it can go back and forth. But what we like to do is to find the balance in between those two, um, and we have a major part of that story that's happening oh, today. So. You know, and this makes me realize, okay, they're ruled, as astrology says, in what signs? I mean, by the planets, which is Mars and Venus. And Mars and Venus, which are the, for people, you know, on either side of Earth, are cosmic lovers just because, well, one is receptive as a thinking, and I keep repeating myself. I hope it's not too much assertive. But the point is that they're going to be in a trine after, when they're both direct at 25 degrees Libra. And that will be, I have a screen on that later. I could jump to it, I think. Um, here. Nope. Right there. The Mercury-Venus conjunction? Yeah. And so I'm thinking that that's part of it. There's a it, I think this feeds into what you're saying, Nicholas, about uh, these rulers want to help us get clarity. This is just after the equinox that you brought up. This is just after Venus goes into this 
100 um, year cycle with Venus where it's going to be one of our um, go-to connections looking at the sun connected with Venus, which is pretty powerful um, as far as thinking about things of uh, balance and, and not just balance, what's balance, but uh, values and love. What, what, what are we attracted to? What really matters? Any rate, that I wanted to slip back to that. Shall I go back or forward stay? can go back. Yeah. I, I was kind of curious. Okay. Um, well, you brought up some stuff here too, that in the end, if let's say we were looking at what's happening today with, with Mercury opposing Jupiter, Mercury being in Libra, which is ruled by Venus, uh, you have Jupiter uh, in Aries, which is ruled by Mars. And if you go look to where Mars is right now in Gemini, and you go look to where Venus is right now, and if I'm correct, it's in Virgo, those those two are both ruled by Mercury in the end. So it's it's there's all just, right now as we're currently speaking in this retrograde, it is fully Mercury focused. It's going to shift, but I don't know, Laura. What do you think about this? Like, uh... yeah, I mean, I do think that that that's a good point to that. It's part of it. It just it's like Mercury squared instead of like the duality of of mercury that we often yeah. see the gemini it's like oh to the second 12th degree or like cubed it's like getting it's yeah it's, refining refining all this and, and so then it's showing up in multiple areas of our life and in multiple so it's not just our mental what do we think and how are we speaking but with the piece with it being in libra then it is about values Right. And then that gets tied, that gets repeated, right? Sort of the rule of three that you look for in a natal chart often, right? It's like, oh, the probability of something showing up in a personality is how many times are you seeing a similar archetype repeated? And so we're just getting this over and over and over again in the current chart around communicating what's important. What are our values and are we speaking our truth? Right. Which has a lot to do with the Jupiter, right? Jupiter has a lot to do with with truth and so are we voice are we speaking our truth are we truth to power is part of that probably with the mars mm -hmm. piece um and so who's and who's speaking who's being heard mm -hmm. with the libran piece too i think is part of that and um and you know virgo can be a bit of that analysis paralysis so are we over are we talking too much and not saying anything right talking lots of words but not necessarily saying anything well <laughs> it, vulnerability. there yeah. is that and i'm realizing too with these questions that with libra a person can compromise to the point that they're not it, it really being true to themselves it's a little bit a little mm -hmm. bit and so that's a real part of it too and is realizing uh, whether it's a medit, however it is to return back to center, you know, to Nicholas, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, I, 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 you brought up refinement earlier, Sue, and and that that's a type of thing. Sometimes refinement is a process, just like a, just like something you're creating is a process. Sometimes you fumble and you don't, it doesn't work out the way it is, and you learn. It could be with the words and your thoughts. Also, to go back to what Laura said here too, I think sometimes we really forget what communication is. Because the first thing we think of is what we say, but the other part of it is listening. And, and you know, so this is the other part of the story, I think. And sometimes it, there's too many words, like you mentioned, or there's too many things. And sometimes it's about stepping back and, and for, uh, 
just pondering over the words, silence and listening and formulating. And during a retrograde and with other planets that are involved here, there's a lot of impulse with Mars involved here. But I, I think a good remediation, a good place to go is you can always take a step back. You can always take your time, you know, and not get caught up into something and the pacing of something that doesn't feel right. And I, I think that's important here. Later on, there's several different days here, but, you know, Sue, you, you brought up this chart that's on the screen for those listening. The, the chart that you had right now, you have a different chart, but earlier you had the Mar the Mercury trine Mars. This is happening at the end of October. Okay. So let's, was, yeah, I could go, let's go back to that. There's a Mercury 25 degrees, uh, um, uh, well, it, Nicholas, we can do that. How about if we do that right when we come back sure. from the break? Because there's been, wow, such great energy, honesty, reflecting, reworking, even the great stuff of, yeah, we can sell stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, there can be products out of this whole thing. And there's a collaboration of thought and activity and, and the process of refinement because it's all just information gathering. How are we going to sift it out? Thank you. I'm with Dr. Laura Tad and Nicholas Polimnaskos. 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 Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, beautiful. I'm a student of language and believe me, at five years old, I had to take lessons for English. So I appreciate this. And we are very grateful to have our panelists and our audience will be back with talk cosmos about mercury more of it just after this little getaway thank you while we take a break from this week's edition of talk cosmos let's take a look at this cycle's archetype we are currently in the yin period of virgo by leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable earth sign duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to new pro supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's an encore presentation of Animal World. Tune in to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nels and his sister Linda Rasmussen with us. Together, they helped callers and their animal friends with emotional and physical issues. And you can receive a surrogate healing just by listening and following Linda's instructions. Join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, 
or kombucha and enjoy the show. Talk Cosmos is celebrating its sixth season and has a special gift for everyone listening to the show. A free mini transit reading from your natal chart. This reading can help you discover your life path forward and make you aware of current opportunities and challenges. Talk Cosmos Kaleidoscope Visions panel invites you to participate in this learning experience and to interact with the astrologers reading your chart in 2023 during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions show. To schedule your mini transit reading, send the show an email at info at talkcosmos.com and find more information about the panel at talkcosmos.com. We look forward to connecting with you for a free natal chart mini transit reading with the Kaleidoscope Visions panel scheduled every fourth Thursday of the month at 1 p.m. Pacific on Talk Cosmos. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Okay, we're back. And before we begin, I want to ask both of you, which if you have any events that you want to bring up, whether a class or whether your YouTube channel, something like that. So I'll begin with you, Dr. Tad. Um, so I am actually doing something in, well, it's an organization in Seattle, randomly, a friend from grad school, but it will be virtual. I, and I'm not sure if the link is available yet, but I'll give it to you, Sue, when it is. So there's a... Um, creative and expressive arts certificate program that a friend of mine from graduate school has a whole certificate training program. And I'll be over Zoom doing a Saturday workshop on the 29th of October, um, a full day workshop on personal myth to sort of introduce people in to working in that way. So that'll be through the Northwest uh, Creative and Expressive Arts Institute that's in Seattle. And I can, when the link is live to register, I'll give that to you soon. Okay, but also it'll be on your website, I would imagine, yes? MythicSky.com. And so people, if they ever are curious, how do you find, just go to Talk Cosmos, one more reason, and you can find Laura and, and, and find that info. And that's really appropriate. It's right before all this after so much significance, we go through all the details. Nicholas Polonakos, yes, your Polonacos. world. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, no, you're you're actually getting it. And you, you see, I know, I know. I'm pr- mind. <laughs> see, this is a to- this is a total retrograde moment happening here right now that you're <sighs> learning on you're learning on the fly. Um, for me, my world is I just came back from working and helping put on a huge conference outside of Denver it was the ESAR conference. ESAR.org uh, mm-hmm. is a major astrological organization. I've come back. I took a break from my YouTube channel, my podcast, but I'm right back at it this week. Uh, my YouTube channel, Sparkles of Gold Astrology. My podcast is called uh, Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto. What I will be posting here on the podcast are a bunch of interviews that I did actually at that conference and some mm-hmm. interviews that I did at the Norway conference that happened just outside Seattle. Um, but yeah, I'll be back on my channel here. And, um, also I have my blog pieces that I do and other odd, weird things on my website, sparklesofgold.com. Um, and there's other things down the pipeline that are actually coming my way. And 
um, I'm going to do a total Mercury retrograde moment here. And I can't tell you what those are because I'm not supposed to talk about it yet. Oh! <laughs> so That's the you know, This is the tactic that every soap opera or major television thing that Suspense. knows how to wrap people up is they leave you hanging. Okay, I so love it. That's what I'm doing right now. Excellent. Excellent. That's what we like. A little intrigue, but it has a promise, right? Reel that bait. Well, thank you both. That's just good. And Nathan, we can, oh, I think we have our screens back again. Oh, thank you much. All right. So back to what is happening here. We so just reviewed a whole bunch. of October. Um, well, this is when it ends. So that's yeah, yeah, this, somewhat. Yep. Mm -hmm. you can, you this, can take a look at it then. Yeah. I um, didn't put it. Go ahead. Just for reference, uh, this is October 2nd, 2022, uh, five, in, five in the morning-ish on the East Coast. Um, this is when Mercury stops moving backwards, and as they call a station, right? Yes. Um, and Thank starts you. to move forward. And it happens at 24 degrees Virgo. Um, and just... So, you know, some we were talking about Mercury and Libra this whole time, the three of us, right? Yes. But, but Mercury keeps going backwards past the sign of Libra, goes back into, into Virgo, just for people who are listening and watching. Yeah. Um, Ruled by itself, as we had said. So thank mm -hmm. you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. One aspect or energy that's working, has been working since last year, and isn't perfected, that means absolutely, totally, well, from Earth, because it's still our vision out into the sky. But Saturn and Uranus, right from the 1st to the 12th, are going to be really at both 18 degrees. So that's that, the old and the new, reconstructing the new. So here, the thinking process, or, or not just thinking, as we've said, but communication, transportation, you know, the inner, we communicate within, is going forward, maybe to start really reconstructing some of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I have Saturn and Uranus square natally, so I'm very familiar with that energy. Um, and I mean, I think part of that, having lived with it for over 40 years, is that, you know, it's, it's why I have a doctorate. I want to be weird, but I have to be taken seriously. Right? I'm the child of hippies who's an astrologer, but I have a PhD. Um, and so it's that tension between the establishment that Saturn, right, and the old and the revolutionary energy that is Uranus. And it's not where if they were in opposition, it's sort of one or the other in this extreme, but it, the square ultimately is trying to coexist in this tension, Mm. and have it be a both and rather than an eat and it can't mm -hmm. have the pendulum swing that the opposition is yeah. vulnerable to you know what i suddenly remembered because i'm sitting here next to the ocean and there's reefs i mean not big reefs but there's like rocks out there and that's where the fish live and i was thinking that's a Somehow it made sense when I was thinking of it. But you know it's where all the the goodies are all the fish are in the rocks uh making the best of it. At any rate, you're making the best of it. And, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a good example. And so I think, you know, but so for all of us, it's this, it's, we're in moving into this and, you know, to be US centric, right? Just looking at what's going on politically. And so this tension of the old and the new and the revolutionary and 
how, you know, how do we not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but there's lots of stuff that needs to change. And that trying to thread that needle of what's needing transformation and how to do it in a way that the floor doesn't give out. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, the structure yeah. and, and even rules, new rules. You know, you can even think about that way and to go back to your personal story, you know, are you living with this? And there, there is that Uranus thing of wanting to push forward and break molds and even burn them down at sometimes. But uh, you can one can do that. They can have that energy. But you find yourself even then needing something to stand upon, uh, something to bring in to uh, um, crystallize it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saturn thing. So can let's just say in a political end, like can people bringing in mercury retrograde into all this at the same time can people have people listen to each other for the last month at least and 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 at this point on october 2nd and moving forward right there because mercury is going to be moving forward along with this backdrop of, of uranus saturn that we're talking about can is there, is there some new uh something new that all sides can come to an agreement on or at least start the process mm-hmm. on um you would hope uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. Yeah, but Well, especially, mm-hmm. thank you. That, that, that's because here I've noticed too, I always pull up the United States chart. Now, granted, there's several charts and I've, but I am using the Sibley just because it seems to be the mainstream and one day maybe really investigate all of them because, but in this, the fact is, regardless of the time, the planets are pretty much the same. And we do have natal, Mars at 21 degrees Gemini. Well, it just happens when Mars goes, not Mars, when Venus, remember, and I'm thinking that these inner planets are connected through the rulership, you could say, or through the communication, as we've mentioned, but we're having a Mars return. Mars will be at 20 degrees, close enough. I mean, it's happened, it's applying to 21 degrees. So what you're saying, Nicholas, here really is potential both of you and Laura, that that all this negotiation that we've done, done, will want to have some, will have some forward motion with a Mercury Mars retro return. Yeah, well, and it's then it'll go retrograde. You know, uh, what like you know, twenty five yeah. days oh, yeah. later, thirty twenty eight days later. Well, there's a lot retrograde. happening. Yeah, between now and then, but mm-hmm. so. Yes, going forward, but then having to retrace our steps and go, wait, huh? And a bit of the two steps forward, one step back um, that will come in in the following weeks. Um, But I do think, you know, just knowing that Mercury gets back into its a sign that it's traditionally associated with, right? So Mm -hmm. that it's going to be that shift when it does get into Virgo um, and then shortly after it gets into Virgo, it'll conjunct the moon too. So it, you know, it, it's stint in Virgo is going to be potent and that, you know, it conjuncts the moon on the 25th and then conjuncts Venus on the 26th, all in this lead up as it's, and, you know, when a planet starts to, it slows down right before it changes direction again. Right. So just as it's sort of slowing down before it stations, it's having this succession of conjunctions um, in its sort of last week of this retrograde of the moon and Venus and amplifying this theme that we've been talking about of how the other planets are tied 
into this of, of value. So even though it's interesting, it's like it gets out of Libra, which rules Venus, but then it conjuncts Venus. So we still get back to this piece of communicating what's important to us or are Who we- Who am I <laughs> Are, are we time. saying what we mean? Yeah. Are, are yeah. we, yeah. Or is Walk it- Walk the talk. Are we trying to appease people, which is very Libra and in Venusian mm-hmm. sometimes of keeping the peace as opposed to really speaking our truth. And the Virgo energy can help with that because it's so analytical and so like unpacking stuff, it's like, oh, wait, no, that's having that refinement that's Virgonian of what do I really want to say? What do I really feel? And vocalizing that yeah. in the coming weeks. Um, I just to we're talking about this and when we're talking about uh, transit, so on and so forth, I just want to let people know that, you know, we earlier in the summer, we had Venus and Gemini. Okay, I mean the Gemini birthdays, but we have Venus and Gemini. And if I if I think if I think about a day that happened, it was July 9th, right? Why do mm-hmm. I say that? Well, that's where Venus and Gemini was at 20 degrees. Okay. And then we're talking about Mars here that's hitting a point in the USA chart, the political part. And then just in general, what Mars is going to do. Sometimes when you look at astrology, you look at the cast of characters involved. And, and, and you see how they all are relating to each other. So you go back to June when Venus is touching upon this 20 degree mark. Mars is going to touch upon it many times here in the next several months because of a retrograde. You know, we're talking about retrogrades today and we're talking about review and we're talking about then things moving forward. But to be honest, um, when it comes on a deeper level with the Gemini energy, this Mars and Gemini transit, it's going to be in that sign until next March. So I just want to be real with people. It's like, you, you know, there is a feeling of moving forward when Mercury starts to go, right? And then Saturn's going to move forward here, actually. But mm-hmm. Mars is, is going to stop and move back, and it's going to be there for a while. So there's this going to be this, what's, what did you say, two steps forward, one steps back? Maybe it's two steps back, one step forward. Yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah. And it won't be linear. It just, it won't be necessarily like, like cancer with the moon that wants to go sideways and whatnot, but the, it'll be all over the place. And in some ways, that's the beauty of Gemini is that I've been reminded it's not really taking calculations. It's experiencing. It's like, yeah, this, it's a little bit like Aries in that sense. It's like, okay, try this out. No, nope, not working. Okay, try that out. So it can seem, because it's mutable, uh, eclectic or else confusing if you try to synthesize everything but through the experience one gains that knowledge of 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 trying it out and and going forward so i think these are very appropriate and it is a long session we have seven months we're just beginning as you aptly said with mars in this mercurial gemini where it's maybe not really and that's the interesting thing is that if we go to Mercury, uh, Hermes, there's mischievousness, as it's been pointed out. In other words, sometimes the universe gives us what we need and want, and it seems like a trick, or it seems like it's it gets that thing of like deception, but it's not from what. In other words, what we think we want isn't what we need, and the universe gives us a experience. Otherwise, am I connecting? I hope. 
Yeah, no, I think I think you're connecting. I totally do. Um, I, I, yeah, I, you know, I think with something like this, what's coming our way, you know, is is patience is key as always, and um, uh, some some of the things that we talked about in the beginning of this broadcast today of patience and taking a step back and review some of the things you're going to learn in this mercury retrograde you get a chance to put into play and remind yourself of all the way until next march here with mars and gemini to be honest um, not only that we have to remember that mars and gemini and, and the transit that it's making and doing is going to have several moments where it's it's dealing with neptune and pisces during all this and and this is where what is real and what is not is comes into play. Things get muted, foggy, illusionary at the same time can be inspiring. And, and I think it's key to have tools to help you maneuver through something like that. And, and one of those tools is, is what, how we formulate our words and how, what comes up in our head. And sometimes it's like, you want nothing. That's my advice to people out there. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want anything in your head and do anything that you can to just like in a healthy way, be, be straight up about that, in a healthy way of just calming your mind and, and not going uh, uh, too far forward. You, you have something like Mars and Gemini. It's going to push the word, push the ideas, not have any filters at times. And then you're going to bring in something like Neptune and Pisces during this transit till March at, at certain various points. And you could see how this can get you can get thrown totally off course. So I like to always bring in tools to balance things like that. Yeah, I don't know what I else think, about that. But. Yeah, absolutely. I think with those tools, then it's information comes in other ways, right? So through meditation, <laughs> oh, these aha moments, these, you know, depending if somebody has a level, you know, it could be a period of if someone's clairvoyant or clairaudent, a uptick in those experiences of information coming through in other by other means and again like yeah healthy ways right not escapist avoidant substance ways of being in an altered state of consciousness necessarily but healthy healthy ways of information from in other through other means i mean i, I i've been trying to unpack for myself like what's going on that this for myself a piece is coming back around that's a really old cycle of using sound with healing with and now i'm like oh blending that with astrology because the music of the spheres and mm -hmm. the planets are all notes mm -hmm. and 25 years ago i was going to go into a music therapy program and mm -hmm. i didn't end up going into it and so there's this piece that neptune governing music right and so oh yes. okay maybe there's something that's part of how for myself that's bleeding through of this action of mars active music active sound perfect and different ways of communicating i i brought back the chart of the mars return potentially on october 2nd to update the podcast people for why i have this screen up listening to both of you because also up in the i think the ninth house we have the natal you and looking again u.s centric here we are but from our natal uh, Neptune is 22 degrees Virgo and is being opposed long time, long transit with Neptune at 23 degrees Pisces. So there's a lot, there's really this awareness. But meantime, for this particular point in time, because it is 
a motion that's moving along. Everything's in um, orbit and motion. Mercury, it, 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 it echoes what you're both saying, that our thought process is getting dissolved to use these other forms. It's not to get into the cycle pump area, you could say, into getting into the spiritual, that to integrate all of it. You know, spirit goes into matter. We are a spirit incarnated. Yeah, and even, yeah, I think I've talked on the show before about the concept of tacit knowing, which they use a lot in higher math, right? Of like, you have the answer, but you don't have the solution that gets you there. And that that's a lot of the space that, even I think Mercury in retrograde in general can be that sort of tacit knowing. You know it, but you don't know how you know it. And you have to work backwards to unpack how mm-hmm. you know what you know. Yep. Um, is a lot of the energy of that. And that there is, as Nicholas, you talked about in the beginning, just that the gift in that of there is something that's really beautiful about unpacking that, about having the solution and I don't know, I mean, Moon and Virgo here. So I like that deep analysis of mm. <laughs> unpacking that of like, oh, well, how did I get there? Yeah, those, yeah. to me, like those intellectual rabbit holes can be fun. I get lost down there, but. Yeah, um, the, and they're, they're bringing in there too, like for, go off what you're saying, the questing part of things, the mysterious part of things is a way you can use something like this or do it because not only you're looking for alternative ways of dealing with the mind or what you did, like the example with music is brilliant, by the way, of what you're, you, you brought up. But, but again, to remember that as human beings, it's in you to follow cookie crumbs and it's in you to follow mystery and that, that there, the sense of adventure, the, the curiosity, everything that, to follow that. And that could actually be fun and enlightening. It, it doesn't have to be pressure filled. Uh, and, and, and again, one has to find their way of doing that. But the universe is always there f- for you when it comes to mystery. So just remember that y'all. It's always what there. A great panel. I, I, this is right up my alley. I love this. There, it, it really, there, it's like a potpourri of choices between now and even I'm thinking the next panel in October because of all these events happening that, that are just like islands that we're traveling. I'm, I'm, I wish I could show you this ocean over here. I keep thinking of it. But it's really true. And mystery of it. Because we have the node, south node in Scorpio. We're having this, and this is why I brought up this because we only have a couple minutes here. The music will come on, by the way, Nicholas, but we can still talk a little bit. We don't have to just hang up. Yeah. And it's it's asking us to dive down and go into those shadows to put light in there so that we can not get triggered or not project, as, as all the conversation here has said. And thank you, Nathan. Thank you for bringing that up. By the way, people can stop. And this is a good way of finding out about Dr. Laura Tad and Mr. Nicholas Polimnakos. Yay, I said it. (laughs) Yeah. And myself, too, Rose Minahan. So what a delight. It is really the quest of of discovery of, of all these parts integrating because it is a matter of whether you're going to dig down or whether you're going to find the mysterious to find the 
Oh, the breadcrumbs, yes. Yeah, well, That's and I good. think, too, the gift of the retrograde is you get to do it again. Like, if you missed it, <laughs> oh, it comes back around, right? Like, you can, I, yeah, even once it goes direct, there's still this yeah. time to catch up. You can, the, and you can, you can make the you connections. Talk. You can make those connections that we're talking about. Then you feel that you're connected. Yay! All right. We'll see you again. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 